What's up, guys? Welcome to the Cinema Talk Movie Journal, Episode 1. I am your co-host, Ryan. And I'm Matthew. And we are here with, like, a spin-off show, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, yeah. of the Cinema Talk podcast. Um, CTP will hopefully live on eventually. We're trying. <laughs> we're working we're on trying, it. guys. We're trying really hard. <laughs> we will review Aquaman in full at some point, because I want to talk <laughs> about that shit show of a movie. That's going to be um, a big debate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can feel it already. I'm used to fighting against DC movies, so it's like second nature at this point. That's um, true. And this one's getting good reviews, so it'll be even more more te- uh, more tension in the room. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, so this podcast, the Cinema Talk Movie Journal, me and Matt are going to be the main co-hosts of it. We don't know if we're going to have anyone else on at any point. Maybe, maybe not. This is probably going to be your weekly show for a little while. We're basically going to do short-form reviews of different movies that are popular at the time, either coming out in theaters, so we could do you know a theatrical release, we could do um, a movie that's new on streaming, something like that, something new on either like Netflix or Amazon or something like that, um, just a, a newer release movie. Pretty much, yeah. we're gonna tr- we're gonna try every week, see if it works out. Um, <laughs> we're gonna try to do Mondays. Um, but like today, as you can tell by the title of the episode, we are reviewing Bird Box, the new Netflix film, and we are going to be talking about the Golden Globe nominations. Um, so, Matt, do you want to you want to intro your experience with Bird Box? Yeah. Um, so I watched Bird Box last night, so it's still fresh in my mind. Yeah. So it's it, the, the film is it's you know I, everybody had been talking about it, like everybody had been talking about the ending and talking about you know how intense and scary it was and. Just a lot of hype around it. it I, I haven't heard like a, it's not necessarily that people are calling it you know the greatest film of the year. It's just it's 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 a movie that's making a lot of people talk. So I went into it with open eyes and I had fun with the movie. Um, you know, maybe fun isn't the most accurate descriptor because um, <laughs> it was extremely intense. It was actually a lot more intense than I imagined it would be. I was expecting just you know a quiet place, but with eyes. But it was it was. It was definitely the more intense version of it. Um, it, I, I haven't seen a film in a while that really had me on the edge of my seat like this. Like in in some in in some particular scenes in the middle of the film when when it it really starts to get crazy. Um, I I mean I could feel my heart beating insanely fast, and I thought the film was anchored by a very strong performance by Sandra Bullock. Um, the rest of the cast was mostly good um i thought that the movie got better as it went along there were certainly points in the beginning where the script was just ex- extremely exposition heavy and it was felt like a felt like an old b movie to me but no overall i'd say i had a very fun time with it um it it made me cry like i i shed some tears i i literally i audibly screamed at one point that i was so shocked and surprised at what had just happened so i thought overall like it, it was a fun movie it was a good you know wintertime christmas break movie yeah i i heard about this movie because of the sandra bullock meme um <laughs> it was the the you know the memes going around on twitter is like did you see my text last night and it was a picture of her with the with the on the boat with her eyes wrapped and i was like what the hell is that even from <laughs> and i i looked into it a little bit i'm like okay it's this movie called bird box and then i started seeing it just show up on my social medias over and over again and i realized it was a netflix film and I heard the I looked up what the concept was and I was like, I don't want to watch this. This literally just sounds like a quiet place ripoff. And then I, I, I looked into it a little more. Um, I heard that it was actually based on a book that came out before a quiet place. So I was like, okay, it's not just a cash grab ripoff of a quiet place. Um, 
and it has a good cast, so I figured, you know, I'd give it a, I'd give it a look, and then when we were thinking about a movie trying to, you know, start off this, this new spinoff podcast with, um, I was like, okay, that's, that'd be a decent movie to, to review, so I'll watch it. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I think it is nowhere near as good as A Quiet Place, um, to me. It just doesn't have, Suzanne Breer directed it, and she did a fine job directing it, but I just don't think it has the directorial style, uh, stylistic, uh, points that Krasinski brought to A Quiet Place. I don't think it had, honestly, the performances quite as good. Performances weren't quite as good as Krasinski and Blunt, um, and Melissa, Millicent Simmons, right? Is that, that's how you say her name in A Quiet Place, right? I think so. I think so. Um, but, you know, you're right, Sandra Bullock has a very good, um, lead performance. I think she's much, she seems like she's much more into this than she was in Ocean's 8. I didn't really get much from her in Ocean's 8. Um, she didn't seem like she was that into that, but I think the performance that we'll get into it, um, when we talk about the movie a little more in depth, that really grabbed me and proved to me that this guy is going to hopefully be a movie star is Trevante Rhodes. I thought he was fantastic in the movie. I was completely engaged with his character more than any other character in the movie. Um, if you, if you don't remember, he is the, um, the oldest version of the boy in Moonlight, uh, the Barry Jenkins film that won Best Picture two years ago, um, and he was he was fantastic in this movie, and I think by far the best performance. But um, other solid performances, John Malkovich, I thought was you know John Malkovich, but a good version of John Malkovich, you know, kind of the same character he always plays. Um, Laurel Howery again, kind of playing Laurel Howery in everything, um, and you know Sarah Paulson and Tom Hollander and B D Wong, you know, I like all these actors. And then Machine Gun Kelly even was fine when he was in it. Um, so the performances were fine. There were some genuinely thrilling scenes, um, but the the ending didn't work for me. And uh, ultimately, it never fully had me, but I, I would say it was definitely a worthwhile film. I don't feel bad about it. I, I, I don't know if I would have seen it in theaters, but just sitting on my couch watching it on my tablet, it was, it, it was a fine experience. Yeah, I... It, it, I, I, I think I enjoyed it uh, more than you. Just, I don't know. It was felt just very much so like like an experience, just like this sort of uh, just wild ride of a movie. Um, I, yeah, I agree. Um, the cast is mostly good. I, I think the script just stumbles so much when it, when it, when it tries to do a bit too much. And in the beginning, when you're meeting all the characters, like it, it gets so cliche at some points. You know, it's the the eclectic motley crew of all the different personalities. But it was it was kind of fun to watch, and I, I really enjoyed John Malkovich's character. <laughs> but um, I know it, John Malkovich yeah, is weird and <laughs> drunk, and I feel like when he was drinking in the movie, he was actually drinking. But you know, yeah, I haven't seen too much with John Malkovich, so. I guess, like, what you were saying, how he always plays the same type of character. Like, I don't really feel that, just because I haven't seen a lot of stuff with him. But in, in regards to Trevante Rhodes, I thought he was fine. Honestly, really? he didn't do it for me. I mean, I didn't realize that he was the guy from Moonlight until halfway through the from halfway through the movie. And he mm. was, like, an absolute master in Moonlight. I loved him in that movie. But I thought he was all right. Yeah, I thought Sandra Bullock was definitely the best. Those kids were good. That girl has some fantastic face acting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the kids kid. were very good. I agree with that. Um, the one, yeah, it, some scenes with them made me cry. Really, yeah, I can't say this movie ever hit me emotionally. Uh, e- even when a specific thing happens early on in the movie, that uh, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Probably, it, it just it, it didn't hit me. I, I didn't feel connected to the characters that it, the bad things were occurring to. Um, even though that scene, okay, I think we can talk about this since it's in the trailer. It's you know, beginning of the film. 
the setup of the film, when everything starts go nu- go, going nuts and these creatures, whatever they are, arrive in the United States, that is the best scene of the movie, I think, by far. When Sandra Bullock and Sarah Paulson are out in public, um, when this attack hits and just the chaos that happens, I think that's where this movie gives you a scene that A Quiet Place didn't. It shows you the apocalypse hitting. And that was an effective scene. For, for me, the scenes that got me were the ones where it was just Sandra Bullock and the kids on the boat. When it, when it was mostly the cameras focused on her and her performance, that was what I liked the most. I, I did enjoy, though. I did enjoy the apocalypse scenes, and I liked how they didn't go too overboard on the CGI, because I felt like that could have com- been, been completely derailed by just some really cheesy imagery. But I thought, for the most part, they kept it pretty, um, pretty down-to-earth. And I thought the script in those scenes was... I don't know, the dialogue between her and her sister was all right. It, I just thought it was kind of cheesy in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I don't I don't love the the necessarily the um the scene in her studio apartment and stuff like that. I I really enjoyed the action freak out, you know, of when everything was hitting the fan. Um mm-hmm. I really love that scene. And I got to disagree with you on these boat scenes. They were they I guess we could talk about my main problem with this movie, which is the pacing. I thought the pacing of this movie was horrible. Um and I think that comes back to the screenplay. I don't know if it comes back to the book that it was based on, but Eric, um, what's his name? Eric Heisner, Heiser wrote this film. He wrote Arrival. Um, really? And I don't know if Arrival was a fluke for him, but I think this was a horrible screenplay. That's extremely surprising because Arrival has a great script. It, it does have a great script, and that's why I was. I was confused when I saw that just now. I was like, wait, I recognize that name, and I clicked on his name, and it said he wrote Arrival. I was like, wow. Whoa. Well, it could just be that the sur- the film surrounding the script in Arrival was just so much better. Yeah. But still, the script in Arrival is substantially of higher quality. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Yeah. I, my problem with it was that I felt we should have stayed in that house, uh, not been broken up by the, the river scene. I think the river scene... Everything, you know, I'm all for non-chronological storytelling, but I feel like this story, for there to be tension, needed to have chronological storytelling. Because of the jump to the boat and the intercutting between the boat scenes and the scenes in the house, that happened for, I would say, a good hour and 20 minutes of the movie, uh, it broke all the tension for me. There would be a really good building moment either on the boat, when something's happening that's harrowing and it's very scary, and then we cut back to the house or something really tension filled could be happening where they're, you know, say leaving the house, which is, I think, a very effective scene. Um, but then it keeps cutting back to the boat and it just completely kills all the tension. Also, it tells you the fate of Sandra Bullock's character, who we know is probably going to survive the house part. But it also tells you the fate of uh, you're assuming everyone else's character, which I I, li- I like that because. I think it added a real mood of dread because you knew everyone was going to die at some point. Yeah, either that or that either that or she was gonna somehow not end up with these people. Yes. And I I like the storytelling. I honestly I would prefer the movie if we didn't have any of the stuff in the house. And if if this whole movie was just Sandra Bullock and her two kids on a boat, I would have been down. Um I I liked the way I could like we were kind of piecing things together as it went along and the figuring out you know where the beginning of the movie is in terms of the actual storyline. I there were some parts about that that I was not expecting. And I found genuinely pretty fascinating. 
Yeah, I, I gotta disagree. I think the the scenes in the house were the best the best stuff. I I loved the interaction between the characters, um, and and uh, okay, maybe some of the dialogue I thought was fine, but there was a lot of exposition in this movie. Uh, like oh you god. said, there is just especially in the studio in the beginning. Oh my oh. god, yeah, and, and I like the tension that was built in the scenes in the house and with those characters mainly because I liked those characters the most. Like yes, Lil Rel Howery was playing Lil Rel Howery, but I like Lil Rel Howery and I can't talk and pronounce his name correctly. Um, and I like John Malkovich and I like his character. Um, <clears throat> I like seeing all these people interacting, even if the dialogue was very exposition heavy and if it was very rote in terms of we've seen this movie before in terms of that kind of thing. But it, those were the scenes that I definitely enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. And I, I think yeah. this a, a decent time to get to the direction um, in the cinematography. I I just don't think there's any creativity in this direction. Honestly, like it feels so. Maybe if this was the movie that came out in April and Quiet Place was the movie that came out now, I would feel differently. But I feel like Krasinski just brought so much more to the direction of a Quiet Place than Breer did here. Yeah, I would agree with that. And. I think that was actually one of the reasons why I liked the scenes on the boat better, because I thought the cinematography and the imagery was substantially better in those scenes. I thought that the stuff in the house was just very traditionally filmed, and it didn't really seem to indicate any any sort of like death or creativity that we saw in A Quiet Place. I, I liked I liked the dark colors that were happening in the forest and on the boat, and I liked some of the shots they did there, but I, I would certainly agree. I didn't think A Quiet Place was all that in terms of cinematography, but it certainly had a lot more... It highlighted a lot more Krasinski skills. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd say I, I would agree with you in terms of cinematography that everything looks better on the boat. It is kind of a rote, you know, TV movie in terms of how it's shot in the house. But I think the scenes, it's like the material grabbed me more in the house than on the boat. Um, but yeah, I think th- I think this movie ultimately it was going towards a better grade for me until the ending. Now, we won't get into specifics because this is a non-spoiler review, but did you buy the ending? I love the ending. Okay. <laughs> I thought, I was wondering how they were going to end it. I, I, I was, I, I liked, I thought it was, yeah, so we're not spoiling this, right? <laughs> yeah, this is non-spoiler. Okay, <laughs> I was about to, I, I thought it was a proper ending. I, I wasn't sure what direction they were going to take it in, but I, it's just, it's a lot of build up and there's a lot of intense things happening. I, I, I thought it, it kind of rounded out the movie well. Yeah, I, the movie ended, and I was I was happy with it. I really enjoyed it. I, I can understand that it's kind of I guess far fetched and maybe cheesy, but I don't know. I bought it. <laughs> yeah, all, what happens at the end of the river section is is the ending. We'll just say that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's a spoiler. That kind of makes sense because that is the the time that and, and what the way they resolve it. Um, I I don't know. I like that the ending didn't show us the creatures. I don't think that's a spoiler to say. That they, they never show us the physical form of the creature. Except, Which was a good idea. Except for some, like, drawings, you know, and little sketches and stuff like that. Which is what I want a quiet, a quiet Place to do a little bit more. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like the ending of A Quiet Place. Um, maybe we could talk about it sometime. I really like that movie. Um, and I, I think that fit that movie and not showing them fit this movie. I, I think it, each each decision is good within its own movie. Um mm-hmm. But just because they don't show us that at the end doesn't mean that I didn't necessarily like the ending. I think it made sense. Where they ended up made sense from a logic story-wise. But I heard uh, some people saying, like, oh, it's a good, like, 
Twilight Zone ending. And I'm like, I do, what? Really? Like, I, eh, no. It's certainly not that creative. Like, it's it's not, <laughs> this is not Hitchcock or <laughs> some Nolan twist ending. No, it's, it's a very logical leap that they make. Yeah. Like, oh, this would happen because. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, like. I didn't think of this because I thought they wouldn't put it in the movie, but I don't know. Like, I bought it. But yeah, I, it makes sense. But it just, like, yeah. at the same time, like, I just didn't, I was never, like, oh, it wasn't a good surprise. It was like a, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I didn't think about that. But, yeah. I, I feel like with this movie, I really went in with no expectations, not knowing anything. So once I kind of, like, found the groove of it, and I was like, all right. So it's not, like, taking itself ridiculously seriously. Like, I, I was like, all right, you know, it, it's got this kind of fun, cheesy aspect to it. I kind of, I guess I sort of let things slide a bit. I know. Once I kind of got into the groove of it. No, yeah, I respect that. And I know that I'm in the minority, maybe not for critics, but more for uh, for general movie audiences. You know, people who just general movie audiences. Um, people who just watch movies to watch movies and don't, you know, think about it overly critically, like, oh, that thing thrilled me, it was fun to watch, it had a big movie star in it, and, um, but that's not to say I dislike the movie, I I feel like I'm coming across a little too negative, um, compared to my actual feelings of the film. I enjoyed the film, I watched it, I had two hours of thrills here and there, but I think it's just, maybe it is the popularity of it that just kind of made me, like, go in with my, you know, kind of guard up a little bit, like, why is this so why is this being so revered right now mm-hmm. and maybe i was looking for problems but i i feel like they're there and they're valid um but there there were genuinely thrilling scenes like i said the apocalypse scene was fantastic i would watch that again like right now um and the performances were very good um for the most part even though they were a little rote but um yeah i think i think that about uh wraps up our review if you want to give a final rating matt hmm so, yeah, as I said, I enjoyed the film. It, it genuinely had me on the edge of, edge of my seat for a very long time. Like, I, I was very tense, and I, I, it, I totally bought into the roller coaster ride that it was showing us. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with um, Stone Cold B on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, when I was watching it um, before the ending, I was like, okay, I like it. I don't like the way it's getting chopped up. It's a little pace, uh, pacing problems. Then the ending happened, and it was kind of meh for me. So I'm gonna end up. I was debating between a C plus and a B minus. I think I'm gonna go B minus. Okay. Um, yeah. it, it was a fine movie. I'll watch that apocalypse scene again. But having said that, I don't feel the need to ever really watch it again. Like sit down and just watch it all the way through again. Uh-huh. Uh It's not gonna end up in my bottom five of the year. It's not gonna end up in my top twenty of the year. It's just kind of one of those movies that it's there. I watched it. I had a good time, uh, and that's about it. You know. I, I just we I really don't understand why this is the movie of all movies that is blowing up on the internet. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I don't think it's because people think it's one of the greatest movies ever made, but I think it's just because of how insane the movie is at parts. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's it's bound to get people talking about it. But yeah, yeah, no, and, and props to Netflix. Uh, I mean, they spent twenty million on this movie, and it is by far their most successful original content they've ever made. Um, yeah. I, I I like I like what Netflix is doing, just constantly pushing the boundaries, you know, with the Bandersnatch and all these different things, always pushing out new content. I like to see what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that they have this coming out and they have Roma coming out last month, you know, yeah, like two very different movies, one a very populist film, uh, and one that is I think a very high contender for um, best picture at the Oscars, as we'll talk about in the next couple coming months when we discuss the build up to the Oscars. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, props to Netflix. Netflix is, I think they're getting their act together with their original content. Cause they were, they were doing good series for a long time, but I thought their movies were always lacking. Um, and even some of the movies that I saw from them this year weren't great, but I mean, they're getting there and I, I applaud them for that. Like the fact that this movie exists and it's a solid film made by Netflix. I think that's a success. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so we're going to move on to our second part of this episode, which is discussing the nominations of the Golden Globes, which are occurring this Sunday. We are T-minus, what, four days at this point. Um, yeah. And I think we'll start... I, I don't know about you, but I have nothing to talk about with television because I don't watch TV <laughs> series very I much. I don't. The, the only TV show that I've watched this year, that came out this year, is Homecoming with Julia Roberts, mm, which I'm yeah. pretty sure is on here somewhere. Right? It is I, I it is nominated, nominated for Best Drama. It, which is which is literally amazing. Like, it, it should win. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the only thing I've seen <laughs> TV-wise. I'm literally looking through the nominations of TV, and I have not seen anything. I've literally yeah, seen like, nothing. I've been meaning to watch The Americans, um, Killing Eve I've also wanted to watch, and Pose, but I just... I don't. I don't regularly watch TV. I've like, seen five <laughs> episodes of Sharp Objects, and that's the only okay. thing that I can see that I've seen on here. I didn't watch season two of Westworld. Yeah, it's just it's nothing. So yeah. I I can't really posit any any good critiques of these shows. So I think we're just gonna stick with the uh, the uh, movie categories. Um, so going into this, I th- I guess we'll quickly recap the music, which is at the bottom of the list. Um, Nominations for Best Original Score are Marco Beltrami for A Quiet Place, Alexander Desplat for Isle of Dogs, Ludwig Gordonson for Black Panther, Justin Hurwitz for First Man, and Mark Scheiman for Mary Poppins Returns. Do you have an inkling to where you would want this to go, where you think it will go? Um, Looking at this list, I can't really remember the score that much in First Man. Oh, really? Oh, I, that's going to be my pick. Because I... Okay, because f- from my memory, like that, the most of the movie was just made up of very intense sound effects, and then I remember some, you know, just songs from that time period that they played. So I can't really offer a good um, statement on that. Um, I haven't seen Mary Poppins. A Quiet Place, yeah, the score was good. I remember that. Out of this list, I'm definitely going to go with Isle of Dogs. Um, I thought the score was fantastic for that movie. I honestly um, think the score was the best part of Isle of Dogs. This plot. Always makes fantastic music for Wes Anderson and for any of his films. So I would certainly go with that. I did love the score for Black Panther. Yeah, I, there were moments that I just adored it. Yeah, but I, I thought I, the thing about I love Black Panther's score because I thought it just perfectly captured like the wonder of the superhero film, which is what I liked about it. But for me, Isle of Dogs. Yeah, I think it, prediction for what I think is going to win is kind of my thoughts of who. Oops, sorry, I got my dog barking in the background. Sorry if you got that in the in the audio a little bit there. Um. My guess would be either First Man or Isle of Dogs, which would be my first two picks out of those. Um, like I said, the score was great in Isle of Dogs. I loved the, um, I think it was the music in the trailer. It was like the main theme of the movie. I really liked that. Honestly, probably the most enjoyable thing about that movie. Kind of the backhanded compliment a little bit there, but it is, you know, uh, how I feel about the movie. Best original song. I've only heard three of these, but it is All the Stars from Black Panther, Girl in the Movies from Dumplin', Requiem for a Private War from A Private War. Revelation from Boy Erased and Shallow from A Star is Born. Matt, do you have any predictions or thoughts? <laughs> I have only seen one of the movies on the list, which is Black Panther, and have only heard, therefore, the one song, All the Stars, which I love that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't offer anything on this. <laughs> yeah, my I haven't heard Girl in the Movies or Requiem from, for a Private War. 
Um, Revelation's a good song. Um, it was the trailer music for Boy Erased, if you saw the trailer for it. Is it is that done by Troy Sivan? Yes, yeah, it is. Okay, gotcha. Um, and he's in the film, too. Um, okay. I, I think this is obviously a two-song race between Shallow and All the Stars. Yeah. Um, I I think, you know, Boy or not Boy Erased, Black Panther and Star is Born is going to be going head-to-head a lot in this, this award season. I'm gonna give this one to Shallow, even though I think I like a, all the stars better. Mm-hmm. I think Shallow will probably win because it is the best song from the movie, and that movie is more music based than Black Panther. Yes. So I'm just I'm gonna guess by a slight edge. I'm gonna give it to um, Shallow. All right, we're gonna move on to screenplay. Uh, best screenplay, motion picture: Alfonso Cuarón for Roma, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara for The Favorite, Barry Jenkins for If Beale Street Could Talk. Adam McKay for Vice, Peter Farrelly, Nick Valenoga, and Brian Curry for Green Book. Do you have any? Even if you haven't seen the film, where, where are you? Where are you leaning towards on this category? So yeah, so I, <laughs> I am still working my way through a lot of films. So I have honestly not seen any of these. Um, <laughs> but I'm just thinking in terms of what they would choose. Um, I don't. I don't think if Beale Street could talk would win. The favorite. I don't think would win. I don't think the Green Book Green Book would. I, I could see Vice winning this category, honestly. Yeah, or my, Roma. I think Vice or Roma would be my picks. My pick is Green Book. I, I think okay. it's going to be Green Book. Green Book is you know a complicated movie that I think we can talk about at some point, um, maybe on this show since this is more you know open um, of a open of a forum compared to Cinema Talk podcast. Um, it, it's a complicated movie, but a lot of critics really liked it. Um, it, it does have a solid script. Um, I think, you know, in terms of dialogue and structure and stuff like that, maybe the message within the script we can talk about at some point is messy. Um, but I don't think Vice is going to win because Vice got, honestly, you know, there's a couple movies in, in, in these nominations that did not get universally, universal love from critics. I mean, Green Book is one of them, but it got a significant more positive than negative reviews than unlike Vice, which is more split. And I would love for them to give it to Roma because Roma would be my pick out of these, but I don't know if they're going to give it to a Spanish language script, you know? Yeah. I, I just don't know. I don't know if they're going to give it to a Spanish language script. I want them to because I loved Roma, as we'll talk about in my top 20 of the year. Um, but I also, I really think The Favorite's a solid script. Um, okay. It's it's a really solid movie. Um, it, it's kind of on the brink. We'll see if it makes my top 20 of the year, but that's a it's a sharp screenplay. And it's a very much, you know, a pointed screenplay. So I would say my pick is Green Book um, and then Roma, I would say, is probably second. Okay. All right, so we're moving on to director. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born, Alfonso Cuaron, Roma, Peter Farrelly, Green Book, Spike Lee, Black Klansman, and Adam McKay for Vice. Um, you haven't seen a lot of these again, but what would your uh, what's your inkling towards where the uh, Hollywood foreign press would go on this one? I think they're going to go Bradley Cooper, undoubtedly. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I've i only seen Black Klansman, which I did not like at all. But I, I think the Golden Globes will, will definitely go with Bradley Cooper. He, Green, Green Book is definitely not going to win. I don't think Spike Lee will get it. Definitely not Vice. I think it'd be between Roma and A Star is Born. Yeah, I think Farrelly's not going to get it. McKay's not going to get it. Um, I think we can pretty much count those out. I think it's a three-man race between Lee Quaron and Cooper. Um, I think the only way Cooper, or not Cooper, the only way Spike Lee wins this category, I think, would be more of a lifetime achievement award 
if you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, like the respect to Spike Lee yeah. for all he's done throughout his career. Because the sorry for not letting you win Best Picture for Do the Right Thing, yeah, yeah, like Spike Lee, you know, has been making movies for what 25 years now, 30 years, wow. somewhere in that range, and he just never gets love from the Academy, no matter how good his movies are, um, or from the Hollywood Foreign Press, just from you know awards in general. And I think this could be like a Hey, We're Sorry award, even though it's mm-hmm. not his best work. Um, that's the only w- way I could see. Spike Lee winning, but I think he is I, probably the yeah. third favorite. I think we're going to see a stars born a stars born win a lot of these categories because the Golden Globes is certainly more of a populist. Like, it's yeah, you know, it's it's not necessarily the most popular movie, but it's I don't know the one that appeals to a lot of people, the more crowd pleasing films. So yeah, yeah, I think I think this is definitely going to be between Cooper and Quaron. Um, my pick would be Coron between the two, um, but I'm I'm not gonna be mad if Cooper wins. I'm gonna put my money down on Coron. I'm gonna say Coron's gonna win this one. Um, yeah. It's really close though. Like if Cooper wins, I'm not gonna be shocked or mad or anything like that. Um, we can talk about foreign language film. The nominees are Capernaum, Girl, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. I mean, let's be honest here, people. It's gonna be Roma. Like yeah, like I don't think there's any debate there. No, and I've heard Shoplifters is really good, and I'd like to see it. But I mean, there's no movie getting anywhere near the buzz that Roma is. I, I was surprised that I mean I haven't seen any of these, but just from reviews and buzz, I was surprised that Burning did not make it onto this list. Yeah, me and, too. Because Girl was a I've heard a bit about that film, and it's a pretty controversial film. Really, I I know nothing about it. It's it details. Um, the life of a transgender woman, I believe. Okay. And apparently the, the treatment of that subject was pretty controversial, the way they handled it. So I was surprised to see that on there. I thought that would have been replaced with Burning. But yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I be surprised if definitely the, yeah. Burning gets nominated for an Oscar, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I think it will. Uh, animated, I can talk about um, two of these movies. Uh, the nominees are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Matt? Where do you see the foreign press going with this one? Ooh, um, this is a this is a loaded category. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, Spider Verse definitely. You think so? Yeah, I hope um, so. I have not seen the film, but I, I'm pretty sure that probably be my choice as well because I've seen Isle of Dogs and Incredibles too. wasn't wasn't going crazy about any of them. So yeah, I, I definitely think they'll go with Spider Verse. I think this is a three picture race between Incredibles, Isle of Dog, Dogs, and Spider Man. I, Mirai, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak on it, and I haven't seen Ralph Breaks the Internet either. I, I mean, this is gonna, kind of like really good movie versus Pixar versus Wes Anderson. Like, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a tough, you know, tough thing to, to think on, because it was, I mean, Spider-Verse had like, what, a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, like, every critic liked it. Somehow, a superhero animated film is ending up on, like, pretty artsy critics' top five lists. Yep. of the year like that's, it's been a weird year <laughs> like that's telling you kind of how good this movie is and um and and even with Wes Anderson's film I think it's also just time that hurts it like it, Spider-Verse came out a couple weeks ago yeah or a month ago or so Wes Anderson's film came out in like February you know yeah. people just don't remember as well yeah I agree I my pick is Spider-Man into the v- Spider-Verse it is a little bit of wishful thinking I think Incredibles has a very good shot um I winning this because it's Pixar. I mean, like, it's Pixar. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. Yes, yeah. Um, so we're getting into supporting actor for any motion picture. 
Nominees are Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Timothy Chalamet for Beautiful Boy, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. Thoughts? Hmm, okay, so I've seen uh, two of those films. Adam Driver, I love Adam Driver in, in any movie I see him in. Um, I didn't think he do. Any, I didn't think he did anything like extraordinarily outside of the box. But he was certainly. He was honestly probably my favorite part about Black Klansman. Um, out of the ones I've seen, I, I thought Timothy Chalamet was fantastic and beautiful boy. Oh my goodness, I thought he was absolutely wondrous to watch. It's such a realistic performance. I, I would go with him. Granted, I haven't seen the other films, but I, I don't know if they they top what I saw with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, um, I've only seen two of these also, but it's Green Book and Black Klansman for me. Uh, Mahershala Ali is fantastic in Green Book. Uh, he he is so good in like everything he's in. Uh, he's a generational talent. I think he's one of the best actors working today. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard E. Grant I think has a solid shot for Can You Ever Forgive Me. I don't think he's gonna win, but I think he's got a solid shot. And then I think from there, I don't think Rockwell's getting it for Vice. I think you can count no. him out. Um, I don't I don't know if Chalamet Chalamet could get it, but. I don't know. It's it's kind of a three-man race between Ali, Chalamet, and Driver. I'm going to end up predicting Ali. I would not be surprised by that. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, but I, I could definitely see Chalamet because he's almost as famous now as Mahershala Ali, especially among critics. Honestly. Like People love Timothy Chalamet for good reason. Critics love him, but he's I, there has not been enough talk about him in that movie, I think. Really? I think he was a lot better than people are not giving him the credit he deserves. Oh, well, I mean, I haven't seen the film. I hope to sometime soon, but um, yeah, I would not be surprised if Chalamet. And I wouldn't be surprised if Driver wins, even though I think he probably has the worst shot of the three. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so supporting actress in any motion picture. We got Amy Adams for Vice, Claire Foy for First Man, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Vice for The Favorite. So, where are we going on this one, Matt? Okay, so I've only seen First Man out of all of these, mm-hmm. but I thought that Claire Foy in First Man was absolutely mind-blowingly good. Um, I it, it Yeah, she absolutely blew my mind. What I'm actually surprised by, though, is that um, Carrie Mulligan is not... Is she nominated in any other... Uh, any other uh, categories here? Because she's no, not she's in this not. one, right? Because she would be put in supporting actress yeah. for Wildlife, I think. Wildlife didn't get any nominations, which, which is extremely disappointing. Because um, out of all the movies I've seen this year, uh, Carrie Mulligan's performance was the best, male or female. But in the in this list, Claire Foy is the best, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think Claire Foy's got this category pretty wrapped up. Uh, Amy Adams isn't going to win it for Vice. Uh, Regina King might have an outside outside chance for If Beale Street Could Talk, mm-hmm. maybe. And my thing with the two favorites is that I think they're going to split votes. I think they're going to negate yeah. each other. I think they I think completely negate right. each other. Um, I think that's, you know, some people are going to think Rachel Weisz was better in the movie and vote for her. Some people are going to think Emma Stone was better. And then some people aren't going to be able to decide and say, screw it, I'm going to vote for Claire Foy. Um, yeah. So I think even though... Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz definitely deserve their nominations and both probably could win this and I would be okay with it. Uh, I think I'm going to give it to Claire Foy. Yeah. She was she was fantastic in that movie. Amazing. Um, moving on to actor in a musical or comedy. We got Christian Bale for Vice, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns, Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, Robert Redford for Old Man and the Gun, and John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie. I, have, I haven't seen any of these films, but in... 
in terms of deciding what way the votes will go, um, I think Kirsten Bale definitely has under under wraps <laughs> for this one. Yeah, I think Bale's uh, Bale's the favorite for me. Even though I think Vigo and Robert Redford have very, very strong chances. Uh, yeah. Riley and Miranda, you can just get rid of. They're not getting. They're not going to win. Yeah. Um, it, Lin-Manuel's it's, it's lucky that he, that he w- got nominated. I would agree with that, yeah. But it, it's the fact that Christian Bale underwent a physical transformation. Like, the, award shows love that they type of stuff. They love so. that shit. Yeah. Um, I, I, Vigo was fantastic in Green Book. Um, I could definitely see him getting a shot. I, the controversy around him could knock him out, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Well, it kind of remains to be seen. But, uh, and yeah, I, I don't think it will. It, it didn't earn that much buzz. Like, it was a couple... I didn't think it was it was widespread enough. Yeah. I think it would be all right. But then, I think a huge contender is Robert Redford. Really? Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily because I think he is one of... Like, he is the best performance out of these. Um... He could, you know, but, with it being his kind of penultimate performance, like yeah. his, his last film, as he said. You know, it, it could be, like you said, with uh, Spike Lee, kind of a lifetime achievement type of yeah. thing. And there's a very, you know, it's a very Robert Redford performance, um, very quiet, but also at the same time, um, you know, it, it's a very Robert Redford movie. Um, I enjoyed the movie, The Old Man and the Gun. I thought Redford was great in it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it, but I'm going to guess Bale. Um, but I would not count yeah. out Vigo and Robert Redford. So, here we go into a complicated category. Um, Best Actress, Musical, or Comedy. We got Emily Blunt for Mary Poppins Returns, Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, Elsie Fisher for Eighth Grade, Charlize Theron for Tully, and Constance Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. I've seen four of these. I've only missed one of these. So, I think I can talk a little intelligently about what I would pick, but I have no idea who's going to win this. Um, I've seen Crazy Rich Asians in Eighth Grade. Um, I... I I I loved Elsie Fisher in eighth grade. So out of those two movies, I would go with her. Um, but I don't. Hmm, I don't. That this is a tough category. This is a very I tough could category. See, honestly, I could see Emily Blunt winning this. Yeah, me too. Maybe 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 my number one choice. Yeah, I think Blunt is the one I haven't seen because I haven't seen Mary Poppins Returns. I have not. Either. Um, don't really feel a need to, but I will before the Oscars come out. At least if it gets heavily nominated. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think she's the favorite, honestly. Um, I would say I loved Charlize Theron and Tully. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll do, like, our own individual, like, what we would have nominated for Oscars and what we'll win, because I do that every year myself as a nerd. Um, yes. <laughs> Charlize Theron would win Best Actress for me. I mean, I can just spoil that now. Like, Charlize Theron okay. and Tully is the performance of the year for me. Like, there's no really? male or female performance that's better than Charlize Theron and Tully. Um, Dang. Elsie Fisher was fantastic in eighth grade. She was the best part of so that movie good. by far. So good. Um, and Olivia Coleman was maybe the best performance in the favorite. Like all three of them were very solid, but Olivia Coleman was weird and really out there. I really loved her performance. <laughs> um, and Constance Wu was solid in Crazy Rich Asians, but I don't think she's gonna yeah. win. I thought there were better actresses in that film. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think there were better performances than Constance Wu, but she's fine. I'm I'm fine with her getting the nomination. Uh, then we get to one of the big ones, which is motion picture, musical, or comedy. We have Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Green Book, Mary Poppins Returns, and Vice. Where do you see this one going? Hmm. Um. Yikes! I don't. I don't know about this one. Um. Yep. I, I. Yeah. I don't. What do you think? What do you think? 
my pick right now is Green Book. Uh, I would okay. say Green Book is the favorite for this one. I would not count out the favorite. Really? I don't think the favorite's going to get any love during the Golden Globes. Really? I, I think it's I think it's too artsy. It's too weird. See, this is the most accessible Lanthimos movie that I've seen, though. And That's probably true. <laughs> um, I think you can count out Vice. I think you can count out Mary Poppins Returns. And I yeah, think Green, Green Book is probably a solid choice. Yeah, but I I also would not rule out Crazy Rich Asians. You're right. In talking about the Gun Globes as a more populist vote, it, that was a very crowd pleasing movie. Very crowd pleasing, and it's a, it's a very it's an important movie. I think it's a more important movie than good movie. I really enjoyed the movie, but just getting more representation on screen. Um, it's the Hollywood Foreign Press, so they might give it to the, you know, more inclusive, more, you know, uh, mm-hmm. socially progressive movie, uh, getting more different people on screen. I think that's fantastic. I don't think it's going to win. Um, Green Book is messy, like I said. I Maybe the messiness of Green Book will push people towards Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. So, we'll see about that. I don't, I don't know... Um, Exactly, but I think Crazy Rich Asians definitely has an outside chance. Yeah, I would I agree with that. So, actor in a drama, we have um, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Lucas Hedges for Boy Erased, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and John David Washington for Black Klansman. I also think this is a load of category. Yeah, so... I was surprised to see Willem Dafoe in here because that's the first time he's appeared on this list. Mm-hmm. I got to watch the movie, by the way. I'm really excited for that. Um, I, but I think we can immediately knock him out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't think. I don't know why John David Washington is nominated. I really don't. Like, I did not think he was good at all in the film. Really? So I, 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 I did not, man. Um, I, I think this is definitely going to Rami Malek. Undoubtedly, yeah. <sighs> I'd hesitate to say definitely. I do agree that you can knock out Defoe in Washington. I don't think they're going to win. Do you um, think Cooper? I I would say this is between Malik and Cooper with Hedges with a small outside shot. Certainly, um, yeah. I don't think Hedges is going to win because I don't think as many people saw Boy Erased. Yeah, it, um, it certainly went under the radar a bit. It, it definitely did. did. I think it's 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 lacking that that drive. So, uh-huh. but I think the performance is good enough to win. Not not necessarily that it would be my pick, but it's definitely good enough to win. Um, I'm gonna give it to Malik too. I'm gonna agree with that. Um, yeah. Cooper, I think has a. It's honestly like a 55-45 shot between Malik and Cooper. I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have my problems with the film, but I cannot deny that Rami Malik was fantastic in that movie. Yeah, I I really want to see it. I I've heard so many good things about him though. Yeah. Well, I can talk about my feelings a little more when we hit that um, specific category that the whole movie is nominated for. We can go into two more categories, Best Actress, Motion Picture, Drama. We have Glenn Coase for The Wife, Lady Gaga for A Star is Born, Nicole Kidman for Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Rosamund Pike for A Private War. Thoughts on this category? Yeah, so once again, I, I'm so disappointed that Wildlife, Carrie Mulligan, is not in here. Because yeah, she would be she would be pushed for main actress uh, for in a motion picture. So uh, yeah, that is extremely disappointing. I don't, it's so fantastic in that movie. Um, I think I think this one is going to go to Lady Gaga. 
I, I honestly, I think A Star is Born is going to sweep. I think it's just going to, like, clean up. <laughs> I, I In the running, I would say, so you can knock off Glenn Close, and you can knock off Nicole Kidman, because I don't think enough people saw it. I, I think you can knock off weird. Rosamund Pike, too. As well, yeah. So, Lady Gaga and Melissa McCarthy, but I, I'm going to go with Gaga. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Gaga, simply because no one saw The Wife. At least very few people saw The Wife. No yeah. one's seen Destroyer yet, because it's barely been out. It's literally... I think it came out, like, what, three days ago in New York and L.A.? Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's not going to win. Sorry. And even with the physical transformation, yeah, it's just, it's not widespread enough. No, and it, it could get a push where she might win the Oscar, but right now, like, I haven't seen the movie. I know almost nothing about it. Um, yeah. So she could get a push for the Oscars, but for right now in, the, you know, early January, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Rosamund Pike for a private war. I don't know. I no haven't heard anyone. No one saw it. No one's talking about it. Yeah. I don't know how it got up. I want to see it because she's really good. But yeah, she's I, a fantastic no actress. So down to it, it's it's McCarthy or Gaga. I, yeah, I think I'd it's agree. very obvious that it's one of those two. Um, I haven't seen Can You Ever Forgive Me. I really, 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 really want to. I have had zero opportunity to. Like mm-hmm. I, It has not come to... It was not in theaters out in Pittsburgh when I was there during the semester, and it's not here in where we live now. Um, it's just, it's nowhere. I cannot see this movie, so I can't give a, you know, a, a, an accurate depiction of it, but I think Gaga's going to win because it is A Star Is Born. It's a very populous movie, made a ton of money. Everyone saw A Star Is Born. Yeah. Um. <laughs> except for me. Except for you. Um, <laughs> like, everyone's seen Star Is Born. She will win this, and I think, um, she deserves it. She was good in the movie. Um, talk about it maybe a little more here. When we get to best picture drama, and I think this is a, a complicated category that we can break down: Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. This is a weird list. It it's weird. Um, I I don't think Black Klansman is gonna win. I definitely not. If Beale Street Could Talk, I was surprised by. If Bill Street could talk and the lack of buzz it's been getting. I know. With it being Barry Jenkins' second feature, I, I really thought it would get a lot more recognition. But, I mean, people said it's good. It's just not talked about a lot. I I don't think Black Panther's going to get it. I'm going to go with A Star is Born. I, I think it's going to sweep. I think it's going to get a bunch. Maybe not the Oscars, but definitely the Golden Globes. I'm really nervous Bohemian Rhapsody's going to win this. Really? I'm really scared that it's going to win this thing. And here we can get into my opinions a little bit, if we like, if you'll let me. Um, <laughs> Black Panther, really solid Marvel movie, really good movie. Again, I think with Crazy Rich Asians, a better, a more important movie than a good movie. Like it's more important than it is good. Um, I agree. Black Panther, it's a decent, it's a, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. I honestly think it has no business being on this list. I agree. It's it's great superhero movie. I think at times it transcends the superhero genre and really has some just genuinely great movie moments. But I, I I think it it's marred by a lot of not good stuff. But I, I would agree with you. It's it's extremely important, but it's not as good. Yeah, Black Klansman. I really liked it. Talk about that maybe with my top twenty of the year. Really solid movie. Fine with that being in there. Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, what the hell is this doing on this list? <laughs> like, I am so baffled. By the fact that this thing got nominated, I d- I don't <laughs> understand. Like, black like I would 
so much rather have Black Panther nominated for Bo- or over Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, you give me the two, like, which one mm-hmm. should be nominated, I'm going to pick Black Panther ten times out of ten. <laughs> this movie, <laughs> like, the, the more distance I get from seeing it, the more I dislike it. Um, it's just, it's such a rote movie. We've seen yeah. this movie a million times, and there is no, there is no creativity in it. 100% nominate Rami Malek. But the movie around him? Really? really? We're really going to say this is one of the five best dramas this year. Are we really <laughs> going to say that? Like, everything about it is fake. Nothing, like, nothing about this movie is true, except for there was a band called Queen. They made music called Bohemian Rhapsody, and We Will Rock You, and they performed at Live Aid. Oh, and he's gay. You know, that's about, <laughs> like, what this movie gets right. Which, yeah. from a big Queen fan... I should preface this. I am a huge Queen fan. The Qu- Queen is my favorite band. They fucked this up so bad. Brian Singer, I hate him as a person. He's a <laughs> yes, fine filmmaker. You know, he's a whatever filmmaker. I never need to see this guy make another movie. Like, it's it's no <laughs> loss that he's out of here. Um, if Beale Street could talk, I think that's a shame that it's not going to get better recognition. I haven't seen it, but... I have not heard a person say a bad word about it. Yeah, um, but I haven't heard more than five people say anything about it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's because it's not getting out there. It's kind of similar to a lot of other movies this year, where it's just it's not getting buzz. Mm-hmm. Like it's not out. Like I have no way. Again, with can you ever forgive me? I have no way to see this until literally a week and a half from now, which yep. is <laughs> five days after the you know. But also, you got to think about the Hollywood Foreign Press. They are in Hollywood. They probably have seen the movie. Um, at least enough to nominate it. But that's also giving them credit, saying that they, you know, have seen all the movies they nominate people for because, you know, The Tourist happened in 2010 and that movie got 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nominated for Best Picture. Um, And then the last one, I I think, is the favorite to win, A Star is Born. Uh, I I am going to put my money on this, but honestly, I would not be surprised whatsoever if Bohemian Rhapsody was just bad enough to win the, the... the the statue uh, god i yep. really hope not though i really <laughs> hope not I, huh. I would say the top three are black panther bohemian rhapsody and a star is born that's that's what i yep. would say has the best okay. shot at it because those are the movies yep. that people have seen um yep. and black Klansman, i think uh, spike lee has a chance but i wouldn't say it has an, a realistic shot to win this award if it's going to win something it's going to win director and I don't yeah. even think it's going to win that. And Beale Street, yeah. yeah, like I said, just not enough people are seeing it. I'm surprised yeah. that Barry Jenkins wasn't nominated for director. I agree. Um, but yeah, so I think we both mostly agree that I think A Star is Born has the odds-on, is the odds-on favorite for most categories that it's in. Certainly. Um, I would say it has, it has drama, it has actress, it could have actor it could have director um and it could have song it could it could leave with six honestly it could yeah. leave with six statues it could li- li- leave with like two or three let's say if director goes to Korong, if actor goes to malik um if song goes to all the stars you know i could see that number starting to dwindle but i think it i i would not be surprised if it gets five or six wins okay yeah i agree um so that is our little preview of the golden globes which will be 
airing this Sunday night, um, honestly, we went through that kind of seriously, but let's be honest here, the Globes are a joke. <laughs> um, it is a very fun night to watch famous people get drunk and say stupid shit on stage. The awards mean nothing, at least to me. Like, I, like, I was like, oh, it won the Golden Globe. Like, okay, cool, good for them. I agree. I mean, this was one of my first times looking at the list. I don't follow the Golden Globes too closely. When the Oscar list comes out, we will have a much more in-depth conversation on this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a... It's kind of a, a preview for, like, what might get nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, it's like... This is a general outline for what's going to follow. Yeah. Outline. yeah, it's like a general outline. Yeah, these these awards mean nothing except for the people that win them, you know? And it's nice to see, you know, in trailers to say Golden Globe winner, you know, Bradley Cooper. Um, yeah. Because he's probably going to win something. And, you know, it's it's good for the promos leading up to the Oscar, like, winner, Golden Globe, best drama, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But, eh, eh. My, my, my film viewing, as we'll talk about in my top 20 this year, my opinions on movies were so against what most people think were the best movies of the year. We can talk about um, what will win. Uh, I honestly think the movie that will win Best Picture at the Oscars is not nominated for motion picture drama or comedy. I think it's going to be Roma. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I think I think it's a safe bet to put it on Roma. I, I yeah. would say Roma. I think it's a three-picture race right now between Roma, Green Book, and Stars Born. Yeah. I would say those yeah. are the top three right now for the Oscar. Um, but for some reason, Netflix put it under the foreign film category instead of the feature. I don't know. They just Maybe they lost faith in it early on, and then it came out, and everyone was like, oh, shit, this thing could actually win Best Picture. Yeah. So, um, so we'll see. Um, I will be watching the Globes, or I will at least be following who wins the best moments. Um, you know, who, what drunk celebrity is going to say what, what Lady Gaga is going to wear. Maybe she'll win like a, maybe she'll wear like a All Stars or something like that. Or maybe, maybe a placenta or two, because Star is Born. Maybe. Yeah, some, something with a Star is Born will probably be on her body. Um... And then that acceptance speech as she wins will just be amazing. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Just so grand, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, she will thank every single person ever um, for what they did for her. And, you know, she's great in the movie, and I love Lady Gaga's definitely her own person. Um, yeah. it's It'll be an interesting night. Yep. So uh, that concludes our first Cinema Talk Movie Journal episode. Uh, thank you for doing this, Matt. I'm glad we're yeah. getting something out on the feed finally. Yeah. <laughs> um, last week, last week, this time, <laughs> an episode that we recorded a month ago came out. Um, our oh yes, most overlooked, uh, underrated movies. Uh, go and check that out. I think we got some really good titles that we recommended on that episode. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And then, totally. and like Floyd said, um, there's been a lack of content on the channel, but we can assure you that the top twenty of 2018. Will come out sometime, probably late January, early February. <laughs> yeah, I would say that is a definite. I would say the earliest middle of January, the latest early February. Yes, because um, I I will not do it unless I've seen if Beale Street could talk. I I am just I'm not gonna do it until I see that movie. Yeah. So um so yeah we will have hopefully another episode next Monday ish um after the Globes happen we'll have another movie that we're talking about. Hopefully, um, yes. So yeah, we're gonna try to do this every week. Um, it'll it'll get content on content out for you guys, and I think it's a fun. It's more open, fun discussion of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, even CTP has its uh, 
has its amazing moments. Um, <laughs> I, I love both. I love just talking about movies in both aspects. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to be trying to get you both Aqua. We will review Aquaman. I promise. I promise you that I will give you my thoughts on Aquaman in a full hour plus fashion. And I cannot get wait. Logan and Brendan to review Aquaman. It yeah. will happen. Yes. I cannot wait to just shit on that movie for an hour. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, that, that does mean depending on how soon we review it, I might have to sit through the thing again, which I really, oh. really don't want to do. So we got to put it out as fast as possible. Yeah. So we need to get you guys to see this movie so I can review it while it's still fresh in my mind. So I don't have to sit through it and pay for it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully we'll be back early next week with our thoughts on the Globes and another film. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. So I'm Ryan. I'm Matthew. Hope you enjoyed. See you guys. See you.